Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey guys, how's it going? Today we're going to go over an excerpt from Drew Karpshin's Darth Bane novel. Now this book is one of my favorite Star Wars books to ever exist. I'd say this and the Plagueis novel are probably my top two of all time. Now, this book in general gives us an entire backstory on Darth Bane himself. From the beginning of his life to, well, the end of this novel, which isn't the end of his life, but to where, and spoilers, where he gets an apprentice of his own, Darth Xana, or also known as Rain. Now, throughout this novel, Bane is extremely gifted. He is unbelievably talented and powerful, but he's not as experienced of a fighter or force user as many others. In fact, he didn't even know what the force was. He was just kind of stumbling upon it one day. He just kind of used it his whole life, but he didn't know what this really was, what this gift was. So fast forward pretty much all to near the end of the novel. There are these guys called the Brotherhood of Darkness, and these are the Sith. These are the bad guys, so to speak, from a certain point of view, of course. And the Brotherhood of Darkness was led by a guy named Khan. Now, Khan felt like he was the bee's knees. He felt like the Brotherhood of Darkness need to stick together. No one uses the title Darth because you are part of his Brotherhood of Darkness, and to use the title Darth would be an extreme insult. Not only that, using the title Darth is very dangerous because you are then on your own, and you're not part of the Brotherhood of Darkness. And dangerous, mind you, not just for the one who claimed to be Darth, but also for the Brotherhood of Darkness. Because usually, the Darth was much more powerful and wasn't confined within the Brotherhood of Darkness's rules or what they know or what they don't know. So Bane proclaims himself the title Darth, essentially insulting Khan and completely segregating himself from the Brotherhood of Darkness and saying, you know what, this crap isn't for me. I don't need to do this. I'm a Darth. I'm going to show you guys. Now, a planet that Bane had researched in the archives revealed that it was very full of dark side energy. So Bane headed to it, uh, landing on this unknown world. He was quickly attacked by a Rancor. Now, instead of killing the Rancor, he actually used beast control, mind control, kind of like Anakin does with the Reek in Star Wars Episode II, Attack of the Clones on the Battle of Genosis, where he controls it and he actually starts to ride it. So he made his way over to the temple, an extremely ancient temple, a temple that belonged to the long extinct, but powerful and technologically advanced Rakata species. Now you guys might remember me talking about the Rakata species in different comic series and also when The Mandalorian Season 2 came out, 
I briefly did touch on them. When Mando took Rogu to the Seeing Stone on Tython, that's when I knew they're really starting to incorporate the old lore of the Thoyor on Tython. And if you don't know the story, essentially the Thoyor, there were seven of them, and they all went to different parts of the galaxy. They invited different kinds of species and civilizations on aboard, and then they all collectively came together on Tython, deposited the species of people, deposited all of them on different parts of the planet, and eventually only the ones that were force sensitive were allowed to stay on the planet, and then the rest of them were exiled. Now then, later on, the Rakata came in and so on and so forth, but they were this very technologically advanced organic technology, then they were extremely ruthless and mean, frankly. Anyway, so this temple belonged to the Rakata. So Bane walks in, and I'm not gonna you know recite the whole book for you, I want you guys to read it yourselves, but I will recite the part where he does see Revan's holocron, and he learns what the title of Darth is. And this is really where in the book he starts to take the title Darth and he just really runs with it. So he asks himself, you know, could this possibly predate even the holocrons of the ancient Sith? Is this a relic of the Rakata themselves? Asking himself things like, could the guardians of the holocron be imprinted personalities of alien masters from a time even before the birth of the Republic? And if so, could they teach me the secrets? Would they even respond to me? So he moved carefully, setting the holocron on the floor. He then sat down in front of it, crossed his legs, and began the deep, slow breathing of a meditative process, a meditative trance. He gathered and focused his energy, and he projected a wave of dark side energy to go over the holocron on the floor. And this is when the holocron begins to sparkle, shimmer, in response to this dark side energy that's flowing through it. Bane holds his breath in anticipation, unsure what would come next. A small beam of light projected out from the top. The particles scattered and diffused. They began to shift and spin, coalescing into a cloaked figure, its features completely hidden by the hood of its heavy robe. So this right here is Darth Revan. This is an ancient holocron of him speaking. And this is what he says. As a deep voice, crisp and clear, broke out, I am Darth Revan, Dark Lord of the Sith. The empty halls of the temple above trembled with the reverberations of Bane's triumphant, booming laughter. Now, Bane's laughing because he's thinking, well, you know, I've pretty much learned all of the temple's teachings in a single holocron. So as he continued to listen to this holocron and to what Revan was saying about the ancient Sith and the rituals and so on and so forth, he started to really understand what he just stumbled across. The amount of potential that he was sitting in front of. And he came to learn that even some of the rituals were so freaking dangerous, even for a true Sith Master, that he doubted that he would even dare to use them. And this is Bane. Bane was extremely gifted and extremely powerful. You know that saying, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard? Bane was the talent and he was the hard work. Then the book goes on to say, And there was far more than just the ancient practices of dark side sorcerers stored inside the holocron. In only a few short weeks, he'd learned more about the true nature of the dark side than he had all of his time on Corbin. Revan had been a true Sith Lord, unlike the simpering masters who bowed to Khan and his 
brotherhood. And soon, all his knowledge, his understanding of the dark side, would belong to Bane. And so this is really where Bane starts to transcend his learnings and his findings. And this is something the Brotherhood of Darkness would never have done. Any member of the Brotherhood wouldn't go off on some unknown planet to some unknown temple by the Rakata and learn from the holocron that Darth Revan is just inside and explaining all of these ancient and dangerous Sith rituals and different kinds of powers that you can manifest if you study them by knowing these kind of things. So this is like basically stumbling upon the restricted section that Anakin wanted access to so that he could save Padme from dying. And yeah, that's partially one of the reasons why he wanted to become a master was to have access to that section because sadly, that section is only granted to those with the rank of master. This is also kind of like the restricted section in Harry Potter when Harry goes down there in the first movie. Now, something else beyond just learning new techniques and things like that for Bane here, is that he also learned the fundamentals of creating a Sith Order. If you're going to learn it from anybody, you learn it from Revan. And so really, theoretically, I guess we could even say that Revan at one point was a master of Darth Bane. Just, you know, it wasn't reciprocated, of course, because Revan was dead. He was just a holocron at that point. So essentially, Bane's order was created and molded from Revan's Sith past from a forgotten past. And this transcends all the way towards Palpatine because Bane's Rule of Two, while it is said as Bane's Rule of Two, but it really came from Revan. This is where he got it from, from this holocron right here. And so even with all of these things that Bane learned, he eventually was bested. He eventually did die in the end. So of course, the Sith aren't immortal, unless of course you're Darth Sion, that's totally different freak. but. What I am trying to say is that the rule. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Live 2 began and started with Revan. It got broken up in between somewhere there and, you know, Khan's Brotherhood of Darkness junk flowed in and messed everything up. Not really messed everything up, but it just wasn't the true form of the Sith. It didn't allow the Sith to be as powerful as they could be like what Bane is doing here. It's almost kind of like the Brotherhood of Darkness is very similar to the Jedi Order. They have all these rules, they are so confined within their own laws that they create within their own minds, and it really in the end is doing lesser for the galaxy because they're just confining their true potential. And I think this is something that Anakin always saw and was kind of confused about or frustrated with is that not only are they holding me back, but they're also just confining themselves to these ridiculous dogmatic laws. And once Palpatine starts to, you know, kind of get into his head a little bit, uh, it's just game over at that point, because he's just a slippery slope going with what Anakin already thinks and perceives about the Jedi Order. So I can really understand a lot of the points of views of the so-called villainous characters. Now, mind you, the things Anakin did were disgusting and terrible, but what he had to do was do those things so that he could learn the power to save Padme, and that was the whole point of it. He didn't want to do any of those things. Palpatine said in Revenge of the Sith, 
Only then will he be strong enough in the dark side. Do what must be done. Do not hesitate. Show no mercy. And only then will he be able to save the one that you love. So for Anakin, he didn't really have much choice. Well, of course he did have a choice actually. We all have choices, but he was just making a deal with the wrong guy and he was put into a corner and I, you know, I can't really blame him. The Jedi didn't really give him much of a chance. It was just year after year after year of Anakin just completely being ignored. Anyways, I've been over that in, de in many different videos. But what I wanted to make clear today and to talk about today a little bit is this Darth Bane novel, the first one. It's fantastic. I mean, the other two are great too, but this one is really amazing, especially the end with the thought bomb and everything like that and how it's described and depicted the imagery used when the thought bomb goes off and all of the Sith and all of the Jedi are just killed and their force essence or their spirits are sort of trapped in their screams in this place and it's in this tomb and it's kind of unfortunate that Githany died too but I feel like her and Bane could have been pretty good together but anyways is what it is. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. Let me know what you think about Bane learning from Darth Revan and how the rule of two really fundamentally comes from Revan himself. Well, I guess brought back by Bane, but you know, originally from Revan. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Leave a like if you did. Check me out on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Amazon. And of course, on StarWarsTheory.com. I will see you all in the next video. Thank you for your time and for watching wherever you are in the galaxy listening to this right now. Have an awesome rest of your day. Until the next one, remember, the Force will be with you always.